0: Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Todd and Cindy Sue. Now, Todd and Cindy are realtors and entrepreneurs based out of California. They run a team uh, brokerage that closes almost a thousand transactions a year. And they also run seven other businesses on top of being a top producing team. Now, in this episode, Todd and Cindy talk about childhood hardships that have given them a drive and motivation to not only attain financial success, but also to help others on their team and in their personal community. In this episode, they share two mistakes they may be keeping you from winning in real estate. They also share a 15-minute tip to help you get past those dreaded tasks. And they also give you six must-read books to put on your nightstand. Now, listen, this is an outstanding interview, so grab your pen and paper and get ready to take some
1: notes. So stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy.
0: Hello, everybody. Rich Forney here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. Of course, I'm your host. And in today's episode, I'm super excited to have a power couple in the real estate industry with us today, all the way from San Jose, California. Todd and Cindy. Sue, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Rich. I'm so excited. We just had a preliminary conversation before we started recording. Um, i a little bit blown away. Um, by some of the numbers that you're sharing with me today. And so for our audience, which is a global audience, yes, I'm located in Toronto, but as you are probably starting to see, a lot of our listeners are into the U S um, and throughout the rest of the world. Um, your brokerage is called realty world. Um, your central location is in San Jose, California. Um, you have about 180 agents and staff within your brokerage. Um, and I was trying to clarify now, were those 180 agents on your team or are they individual agents within your brokerage? Because the numbers that you're giving me, and we're gonna share them in a few moments, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. So maybe you can help enlighten us a little bit about the structure uh, of your organization.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Cindy and I, uh, we, we run uh, Realty World and our sub-franchise is also Advantage. We're the main brokers. Both of us are brokers, uh, real estate brokers. And we special in the, uh, the lower end affordable housing segment and uh, that initial first time buyer. But uh, our structure is uh, basically we, we run and manage 180 agents and staff members throughout our company, all throughout California. So we have over 13 offices up and down the coast of California. And, uh, and we have uh, managers in each office, but we are the, uh, the main hub, uh, Cindy and I, we we. we push out a lot of the leads. We uh, do a lot of the training. Cindy does a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the training wise. Uh, I myself, I do a lot of the managing and personally do quite a few of the sales still. And uh, But we're, we're trying to push a little bit uh, away from that because now our passion is more of training and creating more six-figure earners throughout the company, but uh, always been a high producer throughout uh, my personal career with a lot of help from Cindy.
0: That's amazing. And right now, um, and the reason why we do talk about numbers, and I do want you, you to share, and I do want you to talk shamelessly self-promote yourself. You've done an amazing job. And I think you, um, from what I'm understanding, there's a heck of a story inside of here. And your job is to share that because this podcast is about creating a peak result in someone's life and business. And I want to figure out what has enabled you or allowed you to create a peak result in your business. Now, you mentioned somewhere around 6,000 personal properties that you've sold
2: yes yes personally we've done personally,
0: that. <laughs> <a correct laughs> yes number um, and um, overall the organization is at over 14,000 units that have transacted
2: yes yes correct
0: We're very blessed and very lucky well in my experience um, Todd luck has nothing to do with it um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about both your backgrounds where did you come from how did you get started in the business because Listen, I mean, how many to, first of all, how many transactions would your organization team do in, in a given year?
2: Well, we probably do anywhere between seven hundred and a thousand transactions a year, uh, pretty how many easily. Would you
0: personally, do in your best time.
2: Oh, my best time, uh, we were doing about five hundred personally. Obviously, with the help of the I was doing about five hundred transactions. We've kind of scaled that back a little bit to uh, to help our team out to uh, create more. We're those six-figure earners, and again, our passion is now trying to create uh, that environment where we can create other successful real estate agents uh, and and create their own own future, and and seeing them grow excites us even more than our own personal goals now, Uh, just these things manifest uh you know just uh reading up on different books and and uh being a big big student of uh the greatest thinkers uh, out there uh, we're always constantly learning you can kind of see behind us uh, <laughs> all these all these books behind us that uh, that we uh, that we that we enjoy so uh so yeah, yeah that's
0: uh, i have to send you a copy of mine
2: oh that's right. awesome. yeah, I was excited to, to read that. We watched a bunch of your podcasts, so we're we're fans of your podcast. You do a great job and you 've got some, some big producers uh, that you've had under, so we're very honored to be uh, mentioned in that uh, in that group
0: well, you're performing at an outstanding level and um, so from my understanding, you uh, emigrated mm-hmm. to the United States. Where did you come from?
2: Yeah, I think Cindy has a has a great story. I personally have, was born in San Jose, California. My family immigrated, um, our for my first uh, year that I was born, into the U.S. Yeah. But uh, I think um, we our background is pretty interesting. Cindy, from a really early age, uh, was a was a was a sales was a salesperson. So I'll let Cindy share uh, her story a little bit. <laughs> hey Cindy, I'm dying to know. Yes.
3: Okay. All right. Uh, where do I start, honey?
2: Um, well, just tell us okay. as a kid, as a kid, what, uh, well, what you I'll, had to do to make MV- them. Um,
3: well, first of all, I was not born and raised here. I was born and raised in Vietnam and, uh, my dad sponsor my mom and uh, my brother here and I, uh, when I was uh, 15, so 30 something years ago. Uh, but I wanted to make really short. Is that okay? Yes. So, uh, so my dad, uh, left us when I was five years old in Vietnam. Uh, left us with two brothers, my mom, and uh, unfortunately uh, he didn't communicate with us for for about eight years. So during that eight years, uh, mom took us to the live far away from grandma and the whole family because she she was depressed, I guess. And uh, we never get to communicate with any family member. So food, real food, was never on the table. We uh, we ate potatoes and and rice and and pretty much that's that's it. So um, I didn't know any better until uh, I was eight years old. And uh, I figured, you know, I, I need real food. I, I can't just eat coconut meat and, and rice and potato all day. So I go out and look for a job uh, in my village. Uh, nobody want to hire a little eight-year-old girl, you know, doesn't know how to cook, doesn't know how to you know, uh, prepare uh meal and stuff like that. So I uh, kept looking and I, I, I faced a lot of no and rejection. But there was a, an ego in me that I wanted real food for f- support my, my brother and my mom. So I, uh, I ended up getting a job uh, selling balloons for this lady in my village. And uh, uh, she didn't want to hire me at first because she said that she couldn't afford to pay me. So and I offered to work for free. So I worked for free for a couple weeks. And then uh, one day she got sick during that two weeks. And she asked if I can take over the whole thing the whole day. So so I did, and I did really, really well. And then I became interested in her, her business. So I asked her if she can sell her business to me. But I don't have any money to buy it. So I I asked her if I can sell everything and pay it back to her at the end of the day. she so said yes, and that's what I did. And then I started to have competition so other kids uh, started to copy me and of course they they would throw rock at my balloons so they can kill my balloons so they can sell more so instead of giving up i uh i came up with the idea because i'm very artistic and i can draw anything so i draw uh, cartoon characters on my balloons and I, I harvest leaves from different branches different shape and i tied it together and i sold it for double and the children loved it and i pumped the balloon so big it can pop faster so that I could sell more. So that's my entrepreneurship started. <laughs> 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 were in when this started. <laughs> <laughs> so I do that for four years, and then I started to recruit other kids that are needed to make money like me. School, schooling wasn't uh, f- for me at that time, so I dropped out when I was in the third grade. So um, passing forward, eight years later, my dad uh, sponsored us over to the U.S., and I came here when I was 15. And after that, I went to high school, graduated college, went to UC, uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, graduated with bachelor degree in chemistry and biochemistry, uh, AA in business, got in dental school to become a dentist. And then after I got in UOP for one year, I realized it wasn't for me. So that's when I met Todd. And then the rest is history. That's what 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> wow, the story, whereabouts in Vietnam?
3: as uh eight hours away from saigon is called king yang
0: so I've, I've only been in two spots i've been to hanoi and um and oh, so so great. i was there on uh, three um five years ago tried to do some business there and it was the hardest place in the world to do business yeah
2: Yes, it's it's tough. It's tough, especially once you become successful.
3: <laughs> so when I when I met Todd, you can share a story how you met me and what scare you the most.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so. Uh, our start together in business. It uh, obviously we have eight successful multi million dollar businesses. Uh, our main business obviously is our real estate brokerage, um, but uh, you know it, was, it wasn't always like that. Uh, initially, it was really difficult. Uh, initially, we were trying to save you know ten cents for postage, so we ended up uh, going door to door dropping off flyers, uh, getting chased by dogs. We remember, um, especially, we were thinking around Christmas time. We, we wanted to make sure they had calendars for the next year. We wanted to be the feds, so we're out there in the cold. And then, uh, you know, we remember specifically, there was, uh, there was this one dog that just went after both of us, and then we had to split apart, and then he started chasing Cindy, and then I tried to run and try to grab the dog, and, and then she got away, and then the dog kept going after me. So, um, you know, we, 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 had, we faced a lot of trials and tribulations trying to save 10 cents and going out from door to door trying to trying
0: to make it so you know when you look at the real estate industry itself and you know i spent a lot of time working and coaching with other agents Mm -hmm. they're scared to pick up a phone i agree i don't think they've ever experienced any hardship whatsoever in their life we care so much what people think and their opinion of us that we are stopped dead in our tracks. And when I look at what you guys are accomplishing today, um, I'm assuming that it, there was some fire within you from a very young age to f- continue to fight, mm-hmm. yes. continue to push. Most people would just give up.
3: Mm-hmm. Why, and, did you, why did you have
0: that? Where did that, that fire come from?
3: For me... My fire comes from wanting to make money so I can pay my medicine for my mother, my brother, because I've lost my middle brother because of mom couldn't afford medicine. So my fears is always not able to buy medicine in case my mother and my younger brother, he was one years old at the time. If something happened to them, I would lose them too. So my drive was, hey, school wasn't that important. I know how to how to run a business. Don't make me sit there and, and do calculate. I mean, uh, you know, additions. You know, so yeah, I, that was my drive. But when we got here, I got here and I met Todd. Um, I knew I'm a uh, work hard worker, and I figured, you know, if I find the right one, I can work with my husband, regardless what people say, regardless what statistics say. Five percent of married couple cannot. Could only 5% in the world can work together. And, and I want to be that 5%. So mm. I, we try to make it work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My, my, pers- my personal drive, uh, growing up, uh, you know, a poor family, welfare, sleeping on the couch. Uh, fought, lost my father when uh, I was uh, six years old. Uh, we ended up, um, you know, living with my grandmother. And my mother was working two jobs trying to make ends meet for us. And I was trying to work to survive. Uh, you know my my grandmother was the only one who got to uh give me love and and sh- and share a lot of uh, love with me while my mother was was uh was trying to you know make make money to keep us alive so my grandmother was pretty old and she was uh headed towards a, um, a you know going into a home and uh because i didn't want her to go into a home, we needed to figure out to support so we were working you know uh grass stations cleaning up toilets. And uh, on the weekends, uh, I would personally see my friends going out partying in high school and I would be cleaning the toilets. And I, I, I remember one day, I was just looking up from the toilet and then one of my friends coming back at 1 a.m. because I would work the, the night shift, 1 a.m. I'd look up and I saw my friends, I'm holding you know, the, the thing to clean the toilet and and he's driving a nice brand new Ford Mustang, and all of a sudden I was like, wow, you know, I one of these days I you know I wanna I wanna own one of these, and obviously I own that and then some today. But um, I, I, we were dedicated to trying to keep my, my grandmother living with us. And, uh, and not going away because she was the only real love that I, I had growing up uh, while my mom was, wasn't there wasn't around so you can kind of hear Cindy get a little emotional and myself get a little emotional just talking about our past and we like to fight and you know being in the U.S. or America it's it's great that we've Got the opportunity to uh, to be able to make something of ourselves and that's why we've really developed the passion for number one is you know the first time buyer that's this is their first chance to buy something and uh, and also you know just helping out those who, who don't have that opportunity like ourselves and create that uh, opportunity for someone to create six figures even though their English may not be that good. Or uh they never got uh, afford some of those opportunities. Uh, I remember distinctly one great story where we uh, we we were able to create a six figure earner from a guy that was working at uh, he was a twenty year old working at Pizza Hut and had a paper route and you know every day we come in the office he says, You know thank you, Todd and Cindy. without you i we probably be still you know uh, you know delivering newspapers and and all uh, well, these days they're probably not delivering newspapers but but working at Pizza Hut
0: probably <laughs> You know, it's, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's a crazy story. You got to put that in a book um, um, because I don't, I think people need to hear this. I think people need to hear stories from you. People like you, very special people who have made a decision, a distinct decision to create something extraordinary in their life against all odds. Mm-hmm. Yes right? I agree. Yeah. And in, in our industry, the real estate industry, the churn rate, according to NARA is 82%. It's higher than that. I know it's higher than that, mm-hmm. right? It's probably closer to 90% over the uh, five year period of time. You know, um, I do have a personal question and it's not, it's not a question that I ask a lot of people. Why did you pick real estate transactions? And how have you not become distracted by other business opportunities? Because when you produce at a certain level, opportunities come to you. Whether it's um, other franchises, whether it's other opportunities with other brokerage models that are getting some steam today, whether it be the MLM world, you know, whatever business model is out there, how have you remained so focused and not become distracted?
3: Can I answer Yeah, first? go ahead. I'm in charge of recruiting and training agents. So I'm very, very picky in terms of who can join the company. I'm not looking for a PhD or master degree person or super, sell super sell agent to come join us. I'm looking for three traits from the agents that join us. Loyalty, hard work, and be coachable. If that person is coachable, I can teach anything. Uh, if that person, if your character is not a um, loyal person, I would ask a simple question. I would ask, what would your mom and dad describe you? Can you give me two or three words that parents would describe you? Can you give me one or two or three words that your friend would describe you, and that is enough for me to 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 assume the person have any type of character. Um, have a good heart is very very important to me to uh, to Todd and I because we can be super producer in in real estate multi million dollar world, but like like Todd said, we came from low income family and 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 we we know how painful it is to to be able to to not be able to buy anything. And so we developed the structure where we can help anybody that walked to our office or give us a call. Whether it's a divorced mom, divorced dad, a credit a credit report has seven collections, we can help them all. So either they buy affordable housing or they buy single family home. Yeah. So we sit and we talk to them. And, and those are the type of agent that we're looking for, is to have the good heart and the patient mm-hmm. to be able to do this kind of business with us.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, going back to your question, Rich, on how not to get distracted, uh, as, we, as we grew our business, as we tried to figure out what our passion was, and, and we got successful at a very early and um, early time in our career, we found that passion in in helping those those first-time buyers, those first people who just came over from different countries, or and not even that, or or some people that were lower income that couldn't afford to buy that single-family home. Um, the Bay Area in San Jose, the uh, the median price is about eight hundred thousand. I mean if someone's making a hundred thousand, they're not gonna be able to buy a single family, maybe not even in their lifetime. But if we give them that opportunity, that chance to buy a, a mobile home, a manufactured home, um, maybe a condo, a small condo, and that's where we specialize in. A lot of my friends they they go, Well, what are you doing selling, you know, a hundred thousand dollar mobile home, Todd? You're an awesome realtor. When you sold my two million dollar home, you your your lights out. Why why don't you just do that? And I said, I'm I'm I do that. I do a great job with it. We do a great job with it, but we're not as passionate. We don't, we, we, it doesn't excite us. But when we see that first person walk in and, and, and they go, you know what? I don't know what to do. I, I, I want, I'm, I'm renting for $3,000 a month. What should I do? Well, you know what? Buy a small condo and then you're going to create some equity. You're going to create some potential growth and then you're going to get the tax write-off. And from there, if you get lucky and all the stars start to align which in 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 this area you know values have gone up by by three to five x and so they've been able to generate you know several hundred thousand dollars with just the tax write-off and just with the, with the benefit of appreciation. And then they're buying their, home, their future home for $800,000. We had one of our clients just sit and, and bring us a bottle of wine, and we didn't know why because we, we made two sales from her. We were like, hey, we should be giving you a bottle of wine. Why are you giving us a bottle? She said she just sat there and she started crying because she told me that Remember when you talked to us, Todd? When I, you know, I'm I'm a single mother, 50 years old, making $50,000, and I'm never going to own a house. The only way I would be able to own this house, and now my son lives with me, and we're having our first grandson. We're living in this beautiful one million dollar house that appreciated all because we bought that one mobile home from you, Todd and Cindy. And so that's what excites us. That gives us our spark. That gives us selling the two two million dollar homes, three million dollar homes. Those are great. Those are great sales. But What really brings us and you can see the smile and the passion from our voices is from just seeing that that one person go, hey, you know what, we made an impact in their life. What we do in real estate, I think we're not selling, you know, things that depreciate, things that don't change and impact people's lives. We've seen it in 20 something years where someone went from, you know, the opportunity to utilize, you know, that money that they made on their house to create another business. So we are laser focused on, helping those first time buyers out helping those initial customers out and now we've morphed that into getting other agents and other team members to do the same thing and and we love training those i know a lot of people think oh man it's so difficult to train agents that don't have licenses we embrace it Cindy is the master of training that brand new agent and and understanding where they came from and i remember i can I, they, they can they can see from current Uh, production and from past production because my broker when I first worked for he wasn't in the business so I was like well what have you done in your career what are you doing and it's great I think to for them to see their their own broker still in action and still doing things
0: so is it fair to say that unless someone has um, a purpose outside of money let's be Mm -hmm. honest money money can drive you for a period of time but can it sustain you forever? No. We, don't, we don't believe so.
2: Well,
3: when an agent comes to me, I say, well, I want to join your company. So I spend about 30 minutes with them, talking to them, you know, find out what their real motivation is. If they come in and they say, I want 90% to leave, when can I close my first deal? Then those are not the right agent for us, okay? Yep. Because... We want our agent to be able to sell everything, not just luxury home, not just condo, not just manufactured homes. Right. So we want our agent to have an open mind to help whoever needs help. And it depends on their their, their income and what they're they are comfortable with. Maybe they'll make 10,000 a month, but they have so many bills, they can't pay $5,000 in everything. So maybe 3,000 total is what they're comfortable. with. So we want the TT agent to build that long-term relationship. Once that client's comfortable, they sell the mobile home a manufactured home, they'll call you again. And then once they're, then they're finished with that, they wanna buy a house, they're not gonna call a random realtor, they're gonna call you again. So build that, build that friendship, build that relationship. And that's what we teach our agents. Mm-hmm.
0: Why do so few agents attain the level that you guys have?
2: Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think it's the uh, – I think I, one, of our, one of our mentors, and we believe a lot in, in mentorship and, and learning constantly, and honestly we believe a lot in manifestation. Uh, I, think, um, I think people don't focus on the, on the long game. They, they focus on the short game and just relentless effort. Just – I mean, uh, Will Smith says it, you get on the treadmill – and i may not be the most talented i may not be the smartest but you will have to drag me off of that treadmill before you get off right so it's not about all about talent it's just drop dead effort and we spend a lot of time coaching i mean we're 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 also couples uh, mentors because we've we've had some struggles initially in our in our relationship to to balance business and love and and you know we're we're both very strong personalities we're both very creative as well and uh, and but we we combine not only the business side but the coaching side as well, where we teach them how do you how do you work with your spouse? How do you get your spouse to understand? Um, you know, your business, understand, you know, you're at seven o'clock at Morton Steakhouse and you're picking up your cell phone because the customer is calling. Your spouse understand that that's why you're at Morton Steakhouse, not because, you know, that you let your phone ring and, 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 and let it go to voicemail. You pick up that phone and you take care of things. So I think, I think that's, that's a that's really big, big part of it. And uh,
3: the reason you see all these books is because back in 2005, uh, Todd and I want to grow the company, but we couldn't afford a $20,000 coaching session. So we decided to read more books, business books. So maybe we'll, we'll find some golden nuggets in there and that help us propel our business. Because we look around, there was very, very few services that, that coach husband and wife team. So we decided to read, read a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, extract uh, useful information, and so now today, uh, as as we talked, said we we look back and we said, you know what? Let's give back to the couples that want to work together and maybe do just coaching couple who work together specifically, just the couple, not individual.
0: Yeah,
2: but uh, but back to that, she also does this great vision board or ask. We call it the ask board, but vision boards. So uh, so that's very very. Effective, but I think uh, why 90% fail in, in our business is just not having that effort and 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 following that schedule and not just having a to-do list. I think a to-do list a little is a little passe. Just having a to-do list isn't enough, and uh, you know that that effort where you actually schedule in certain things to be done and during that you know anywhere between seven to eleven o'clock in the morning, where it's the quietest time, you really shoot. Uh, to, to, to kill during those times where you'd laser focused on, on prospecting. I mean, I think the, the biggest part of our business is, is just prospecting. Don't, don't, uh, don't spend any more time than, than that. Spend 70% of your time uh, getting uh, getting in front of buyers, getting in front of sellers. Obviously at this point in our career, we get tons of leads that come directly to us, but at least, at least when we initially were trying to grow ourselves, um, just going at it, just going relentlessly towards cold calling and getting in front of buyers and sellers. And, and I think the, the problem that people have is they get distracted. They end up worrying about going out and trying to get milk for the house. They try to worry about, uh, you know, talking to their buddies. Uh, they end up being, being in environments where it's toxic, where people are negative. You got to stay away from all of that. You get distracted way too easily in, in, in our business and it's just so easy to get complacent. Uh, you know, you get agents that, you know, make one sale and then all of a sudden they go on vacation for a month after that. You, you've got you've to forget about that. You've got to think about the long game. You can't, you can't go short on it and just have that, that schedule that you are die hard. This is what I'm going to do. This is the time we're going to make it happen. And, and, and you, don't, you don't stop until you get there, whether it takes till 4 o'clock in the afternoon, till, till 8 o'clock at night. You get that stuff done, get it off of your, uh, your list of, of things to do during your schedule.
3: So, if I may ask, uh, Mm -hmm. add to the your question is why are we, why don't we get distracted with all the other opportunities? Mm -hmm. Because Todd and I have uh, the thing on our vision board every year. We make a new one, and he, we share uh, our ideas together. But then we each also have our own goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Our goal is to build a company that is unique, like the Google version of real estate, where. Our employees have all the full, full benefits, 401k, sick leave, vacation employees. Um, agents, same thing, have dry cleaning clothes, uh, childcare center and fitness center. A new house, a new car, that's what we wanna build. So we're so focused on that. And if we invest in anything else, we have a lot of invest uh, investments, but the reason we stay with our brokerage and that culture is we wanna embrace that culture. We, it's a corporation. It doesn't die. So we embrace them. We go, well, you got to step up, become a leader. This is what we want to build. And once we get it done, everybody harvested. Ty and I are comfortable. We're okay. But what about you? What about the team? So we want to do that. We want to be able to, to change the, the, the mentality of a real estate brokerage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, most, most broker records or broker owners, um are landlords. And um, that may not go for well with some of the brokers who listen to the podcast or um, who I've interviewed, but step up then. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I feel that most brokerages try to, you know, they build a business plan around. You know, some of the broker, you know, 10, 12, 15,000 per agent and lets us fill in as many agents as we can. You know, we know most of them won't be successful, but we're aiming for 12 to 15,000 per agent. And, um, you know, I think that's a broken model. Uh, and, and that's why the, one of the reasons why the churn is so high in the industry. Um, do you invest, um, do you do other sorts of businesses outside of your core business? Or is this like the only
2: focus? Uh, 90% of our focus is on that, but uh, 10% of our focus is on the seven other businesses that we, we also manage and maintain. Wow. Um, our passion, obviously, is in this business, but we also have um, a, a spirits uh, company. We have a, a company called uh, Cardinal de Four, Cardinal DeFor, That's uh, an Armagnac company. Uh, we have a construction company. We have a finance company. We have, we have, um, we have quite a few other businesses. We have, we own some mobile home communities. So there are a lot of other businesses that we love to be part of. We're, we're entrepreneurs at heart. We we love. Uh, helping others, and the main thing is on those businesses we're helping to spur a partner of ours to grow the business and to mentor them and to teach them and and we 're also growing uh, the side of uh, business coaching uh, husbands and wives and that's not even we're not even charging for that. We do that we do that because we know that when we reached out. Uh, within, you know, after our 10 years of working together, we were at each other's throat a little bit and we were like, hey, you know, I want to go in this direction. She wants to go in this direction. So we were like, how do we work this out? You know, we love each other. How? How do we make this, this, this happen? We're such, you know, we're great two great people. How do, we, how do we stay together and make this happen together as a team? And we reached out and we looked everywhere. I mean, we looked overseas. We tried to find psychologists. We, and, and, you know, there just wasn't anywhere there. And then that's when we reached out to, you know, just learning. We, we read and then we were, wow, you know what? Um, we need to understand what our real goal is together and then focus on that weekly daily monthly and some self self time for us i mean we were just so high high level i mean we were working and talking about work till nine o'clock at night until we dropped until we dropped to the bed and fell asleep and then that becomes a little bit toxic where you have to you have to stop and not just put all your time into work and and your family you have to put some time into us so we we sat there and we went we we wish we would met people like us now that we figured out the secret recipe, now that we figured out the golden nuggets, we want people to be able to stay together and be able to work together and be successful. Because who else is more better for to grow your business than your spouse? I mean, it's, it's just great. Even though the percentages aren't that great, we think you could go against that curve. And we, we hope to save some marriages, we hope to save some businesses, and we hope to save some of those uh, families that are struggling. And just just give them a helping hand. So so those are other businesses that we are passionate about and we're trying to grow. On top of all that, we're trying to write. We're trying to write two of our first books. Uh, so we're very excited about that. So that that's that's going to be a good thing as well. Ghostwriter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ghostwriter. Well, we
3: have two children too. So if wow. the couple can work together, you know, uh, peacefully and successfully, the children will look up to that as well. So we have a twelve-year-old a, um, and nine-year-old, a boy and a girl. And every day they come back and they go, mom, how, 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 you know, how do you work together and, you know, and being a mom and a and, and supporter? And, you know, I take the back seat and that's something that, you know, a couple has to admit, who's going to take the back seat, right? So I like direct and produce. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to be in a, in the spotlight.
0: You know, it's interesting though, but so my, you know, I'm the big mouth <laughs> um, and my wife is, um, I say, hon, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get it out. And she goes, well, you know, maybe we'll do this, this, and that. Without that, you know, I couldn't do the podcast. We couldn't be in real estate. You know, we are in coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and so how do we do all that? And um, I, I can't without her. Yeah. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. There comes a point. We have three girls. And the insanity in your life, in terms of the real estate business, you know, you're, you you the family can break mm-hmm. right it can break apart real estate is the most challenging business in the world i believe it is you've got to be everything to everybody all the time mm-hmm. and how do you keep that together as a family right it mm-hmm. what's really interesting is that you know i haven't like i grew up with it from a single uh, with a single mom we didn't have any money
2: mm-hmm.
0: but i had food it wasn't always the best, food, but I had food, right? I didn't have to go sell like you, <laughs> you know. Um, but I did go work and I delivered papers, I did all these things. But there was always a baseline level of comfort. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that people who have experienced real hardship work way harder and have way more gratitude than most people in North America.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right?
0: We have such an opportunity here in North America to perform at such a high level, but most of us think that we're owed free time. Mm-hmm. We're not owed free time. And that is um, a lesson for me. And I realized that how much opportunity and time that we squander trying to make a decision when there's opportunities right in front of us. Mm. I think the key word you said there was
2: uh, gratitude. And we're huge on gratitude, grateful. Uh, every Every day we, we we come and we see our team and we thank them for being part of the team. We go into our meetings and say, hey, I, we appreciate you all being at our, our meeting and being on time and, and, and sharing this time with us. The minute that we feel that someone isn't grateful for what they've, they've received, it's it's not a good fit for us because we... We, we don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. We actually, you know, when we say that we give back to our community, we are out there on the weekends giving a thousand backpacks every year to the kids. And we're the ones handing it out with our team. We're out there in the blazing heat and trying to, trying to see those smiling faces. I remember there was, a, there was this family that had uh, six little girls that come every year and they'd wear, all would be, would be something matching. Last, last year, they wore a, a cow, little cow outfits. And that's what we live for. We, we, we love to see those smiling faces and, and seeing our community grow. Again, we have a passion for where we came from and how we started. We lived in not the greatest part of the neighborhood. So, so we, we still are in that area. And that's where our passion lies, just giving that, that gratefulness every day and understanding in that gratefulness, I think we've derived where our passion comes from and, and that's, and, and other golden nuggets. And I know we've kind of talked about life and manifestation and all this stuff. We want to share some golden nuggets with some of your audience, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, with some of our success uh, is I think one of the big things as far as uh, golden nuggets is how to teach and Mm -hmm. how to coach. I think one, one thing for our children and our team itself is is putting in just 15 minutes. I think even with reading, you, you, you don't try to eat that elephant in one moment. You know, you don't try to dig that hole. You dig it one step at a time. So we, with our kids, we, we've used a strategy. And actually what we've learned from our kids uh, has developed into what we've teached our agents, and it's, it's, it's just as effective. And so we ask our kids, hey, you're going to read for 15 minutes. You don't have to read what we want you to read. You read whatever you want for 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes today, and they, they end up reading for 15 minutes, and guess what happens? They read for half an hour instead, and then all of a sudden, they're reading for an hour. Then all of a sudden, they're gravitating towards other books. So with our agents, where they don't like the door knocking, or they don't like the cold calling, or they don't like to, uh, to prospect, we say, just do it for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Just try it for a little bit. Then they get a little bit of success. They'll get a little bit of back. Uh, going back a couple steps back, but they get a couple steps forward. But just entering into that realm where you're building relationships, you're cultivating it, you start that 15 minutes, and then it opens up a whole new different world for people. So if you can just get people to just open that door, to take that first step, to open that first book for 15 minutes, uh, then it opens up a whole different, different category for everybody.
0: For some reason, when you're not in the momentum of opening that door, it's very hard to get into the momentum of opening that door, right? There is momentum to business and to producing. What advice would you have for a a brand new agent starting out today? What should they do to start producing today? What if they start today? What do they got to do? Well, first find a company like ours, No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not in. <Toronto>. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or uh, in.: I would advise
3: her. them to follow what the sales manager teach them for at least the first two months. door knocking, cold-calling, you know, follow up with leads. You know, anything that the manager show you do it, show that you're serious about this business. Uh, when, I, when I meet the new agent, or in my first orientation with the agent, I tell them today you're here, but I guarantee only 20% of you are going to make it. Yep. So be the 20%, 10, ten people, just two of you going to make it. So I don't know who, which of you are going to be, be, be there, but you, in order to, to be part of the 20%, you got to do this, 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 and this. Okay. I think as a new agent, be open-minded, be, be humble. And be, always be willing to learn. Always be willing to learn. The coach, the sales manager, your team member will see that you're serious about business and they want to help you more. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: on, on my side, I, my, my golden nugget, or initially if, if you're first time being an agent, I think finding the right environment um, that puts you in the right fit. So if you're a high producer that come to our company and all it is about is about making money, it's not the right fit. Find out if your brokerage or broker fits your, your wave pattern, your thought processes, uh, your dreams. Uh, do they align? I think all too, all too often we worry about going to the biggest name, the biggest brokerage. You get lost in the shuffle a lot of times going to the biggest, the best. Uh, sometimes it's not always uh, what it's cracked up to be. Find find a brokerage that cares about you, cares about your growth, and aligns. I mean, if you want to go to a brokerage that's all about uh, making the sale, then go to a brokerage that hey, it's it's all hardcore sales. For us, it's it's more about you know giving back to your community, and we feel that that ends up you know giving it back in in spades. Uh, We feel that if you go towards an environment where you know people care about what you do, what you're about, and take that extra 10 seconds, you're going to find out in that first interview or that first week on the job. Don't just, don't settle. Don't just go to any brokerage. Cause you know, honestly, you can go to any brokerage. They'll hire you. Any decent brokerage will hire you, but you want to go to a place that can coach you, can teach you not just, and we have conversations and we've, this conversation obviously started about business and numbers and, but it morphed towards life and, and goals and what you're intrigued. What do you want to manifest? What do you want to grow in your life? Is your, is your goal, hey, I want to be the top 1%? We can get you there. We can help you get there. But are you going to be willing to do the right things that inside of you make sense that, that puts you at peace with, whether it's Buddha, God, or whatever your religion is? Is it, is it doing the right things? And if you're headed towards that same direction, we feel that's where the magic really happens. You combine that with the right company and the team that, that helps to support what your real goals
0: are. Then, then, then you're you're in the right place, right? Do, do you find it's very difficult for someone to actually find their right purpose or the right goal, right? Where they become congruent, where you would call it praxis, being congruent in my thoughts, feelings, and my actions, my attitude, that I'm mm-hmm. fully in alignment with what I really want. But most people can't figure out what they really want because they get stuck in the idea of that. How do I do it, right?
3: What when when I speak to a candidate, I uh... I don't interview them. I interview them. Interview. I let them tell me their stories, where they come from, what hardship they've been through, right. and I can I can kind of weave out and read their their ethic and how they work right. um, very quickly. Yeah.
0: Is there a book that you would highly recommend? Three books from each of you today that I should read to become better at my life and my business.
3: Well, my favorite one um, is called the three hundred and sixty degree degree leaders.
0: that's right?
2: yep. I like that a <laughs> yeah. lot.
3: Um, that's kind of apply to any anybody, any position. It could be an agent, could be a, a staff or employee. Yep. Uh, it's an amazing. And um, second book is my second favorite is uh good to great. Of course, it's right there. Yeah, um, and then the arc of wars, my favorite too. <laughs>
2: Uh, myself, uh, real, real old, a little bit old school, eat that frog, oh, uh, Brian Tracy. <laughs> Brian Tracy, uh, the gospel. Uh, he's, he's awesome. Obviously trying to overcome that, that one thing that you don't like to do uh, in the morning and, and do that first. And then the rest of your day flows smooth. Uh, second, second book that I, I join is atomic habits. Uh, and that's a little bit newer thinking, uh, James Clear. Uh, atomic habits and um and i'll uh, i'll uh, i'll have a preface uh, three and three three b um i I love uh steve sims blue fishing uh he uh, teaches relationships actually so this is a different book that uh, that not everybody uh listens to and three b is going to be illuminate uh by david corbin Uh, illuminate the negative uh face it follow it fix it uh, you know don 't don 't avoid those issues and and things that you 're weak at uh, go after it, try to figure it out and if you can 't if you can 't that 's not your your cup of tea then delegate it but uh, but don 't avoid it don't don 't go around it uh, go hit hit on it straight on so uh, so yeah, so we can tell you a million other different books you can probably see behind us but uh, but yeah those
0: those are those probably come to mind uh, right off the bat I really appreciate you you two are very unique you're you know, you're producing at an extremely high level. You're growing an organization, um, your parents. And um, if anyone wanted to reach out to both of you today to either join your team or to just ask some questions, maybe be in, in terms of mentorship, what's the best way to communicate with you both?
2: Um, you know, I think uh, I'm I'm a little bit more accessible because Cindy uh, spends a little more of her personal time with uh, with family. But you can always ping me on Facebook. Um, I I answer Messenger, no problem. Go to Todd, just find me on Todd Sue, and uh, I I'll I'll answer you fairly quickly and get back to you. And um, I'm not gonna charge you anything or, or, or make you come work for us. Um, you know, we just love helping people. Uh, we're at this point in our career, we've pivoted towards uh, the growth of others. Obviously, we were we're high producers, and and we're gonna to continue to be that, but our passion now is, is, is helping others grow and just seeing other people achieve their goals makes us excited and, and happy, and especially couples to, to stay together and, and, and to be able to work together for, for so many years. It, it, it means a lot to us to see if we can get people together. And it's amazing. Together. Yes.
3: Like seven years ago, we we talked to each other and say, should we retire now or what are we going to do? And we decided to purchase another company and grow it.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: so and which
2: one was that that was uh, Advantage Homes was was this yes that's a modular company yes another modular company modular company so are you building modular homes as well yes yes so modular hotels <laughs> modular uh apartments uh modular houses uh, we're doing develop we just did a hundred and twenty uh, home development in San Luis obispo uh, where we turned a- an r v trailer park into a beautiful um, multifamily uh, uh,
0: yeah multifamily modular <laughs> <coughs> so when i look at You know what? We'll talk about that after. Um, I appreciate you both. Thank you for being um, people that other agents can look up to. Uh, Thank you for some of your words of wisdom. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for giving it. And I look forward to connecting with you guys in the future.
2: Thank Thank you, Rich. Thank you for having us.
1: Take care. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. That's peakresultsacademy.com call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one. What do you really want out of life and your business number two what is not working for you today and number three the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas remember changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself you need expert guidance to make it happen we're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health in their businesses and in their personal lives To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. We'll chat soon.